This episode of The Enhancement Talent is brought to you by Billion Dollar Corporate Mergers. Because nothing makes people forget about your decades of being a sexual creep, like selling your family business for a literal mountain of cash. It's time for another round of wrestling trivia. Join us as the Warsaw Blonde tries to stump the amazing Lopez cousins with some wrestling trivia goodness. All right, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Enhancement Talent Podcast. I'm your host, the man in the rafters, the one they call Tony Lopez. With me tonight, as always, the other half of the amazing Lopez cousins, Dr. Bob Lopez. How you doing tonight, Bob? I'm doing great, sir. How about yourself? Doing all right. Doing all right. It's been a nice week. The weather's been lovely. Um, football has started. Fantasy football is in full effect. Um, haven't really checked my teams yet, so I don't know how bad I'm getting my ass kicked. Uh, how about you? How how are things going on that front? I will tell you right now. Oh, there you go. Um, the cool thing about the cool thing about being the wrestling one that we're in together. What's your team name? The American Nightmares. You're running into a nightmare right now against Tito. Oh, jeez. You're down by 29. Rich is kicking my You're ass. You're down 29. Yeah, you still got Alan tomorrow. And then in our family one, um, you're down by four. You have Diggs tomorrow night, and he has the Jets defense. So you got a shot on that one. Okay. I good. hope Diggs scores seven touchdowns tomorrow for you. <laughs> and that f- stupid piece of crap gets knocked out on the first play. He's not even in our conference anymore, Adam. I don't care. <laughs> There's some douchebag in the uh, the grocery store that looked like him that I wanted to give him a... You know, Lex Luger forearm circa 1993. Yeah, just, make, just make sure the rod's inserted. That's right. You better believe it. Yeah. He's just trying to do his job. Just trying to <laughs> push the cart. I don't know. This was a shopper. Oh, okay. I have the most respect for for uh, retail. Was he in the... Uh, employees was he in the or- being a former one myself. Was he in, the, like, the organics aisle... Shopping for some... Actually, I did see him in the natural aisle, yes. Ah, it may have been him. Who knows? Yeah, it might have been. There was a kid with him screaming, so yeah, probably. Yeah. He could have flown into Chicago, gotten some uh, matcha tea, and went back to New York. Who knows? Anyway, the person we're talking to right now... Frozen pizza. Yeah, the person we're talking uh, to right now is out in beautiful Cary, Illinois... The Warsaw Blonde himself, Adam Kolavik. How you doing tonight, Adam? I'm good. I'm a little fired up tonight, as you can tell. But, uh, <laughs> we're going to have fun tonight, so yeah. it's all good. We're going to wing chung tonight. Exactly. Um, yeah. Fall is forever. Yeah. But um, fall is upon us. You know, the days are getting shorter. Days are getting cooler. I love the fall. Fall's my favorite season. And... It also just reminds me of, I don't know where, fall I'm, where I'm going. Huh? Fall bra? I, I yeah, fall bra. in my brain. Yeah. 
which I think NXT uh, NXT steals all the all the uh, old WCW pay per view names. So they're probably going to do a fall brawl pr- pretty soon. Who knows? Do they own them? Why not? Yeah, sure. But um, speaking of that, uh, we can start off the news with that. Did you guys see um, <laughs> NXT this week? There was a spot where. Um, what's his name? Uh, Bron Breaker. Yeah, Rick, Rick Steiner's kid, Bron Breaker. Um, he went against that uh, Van Von Wagner. Is that his name? Yeah. And at the end, they had him crushing what what appeared to be crushing his head with the steel stairs at the end. But they cut away to black right before impact, so it kind of like didn't show what happened. Um. Of course, this was a planned spot, but apparently, um, Braun Breaker impacted a little bit too heavily, and uh, Von Wagner was legit hurt during that spot. Um, doesn't really surprise me because Braun Breaker doesn't really—he seems like he's still a little bit green to the point where he would fuck somebody up, even unplanned. With those, with those, uh, those stairs, but I don't know. It seems weird that they would try and do a spot like that, considering they're all anti-chair shots to the head and everything. So I don't know. It just seems weird. Got anything to add, Bob? You still have your Twitter? Do you still have your Twitter or no? No, no, I don't have Twitter. There was someone in the front row that um, recorded it. And put it on in slow motion. And you could see the actual stair above his head is where the other stair steps made the impact. So it never actually came close to his head. Oh. So he like slowed it down in slow motion. And actually Mark Henry commented on it and saying, man, y'all can't even let us have this. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you fucking ruin everything for everybody. Oh, so, um, it, did, yeah, so he, it didn't actually he, he came nowhere. Oh, okay. No, sir. See, I, that's what I get for not having Twitter anymore. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, for about two days, NXT had the world talking a bit. Um, you still real to you, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> but um, things that are real, um, Brian Danielson came out on a Collision on Saturday. Uh, he, he did a promo and announced legit that uh, he had promised that he was going to stop wrestling by the time that his daughter reached seven years of age, which is going to be a year from now. So in in effect, Brian Danielson has announced that this, this year is going to be his final year wrestling full time. Um, so this is kind of going to be, uh, you know, a farewell tour this next 2023-2024 uh, for Brian Danielson. Uh, they say that there is, you know, he's not going to be gone for good. Uh, you know, he will probably, you know, show up in spots here and there. Maybe for a big show, he'll do a match. But as far as being on TV week in and week out, this year, that's this is it. This is it for him. So, and... To top, you know, the cherry on top of that announcement is at the Wrestle Dream pay per view, 
which is going to be uh, coming up October 1st from Seattle, he announced that it's going to be him and Zack Sabre Jr. in a dream match. Uh, of course, this was supposed to happen at the first Forbidden Door, but but Danielson was out with injury. So now we're finally going to get this match, and I am psyched to see that. This has another Meltzer five-star rating written all over it. But um, what's your guys' reactions to both of those, to to Danielson's announcement? Oh, okay. Bob's <laughs> okay, you're right. Didn't didn't do shit. Um, what are your guys' announcements to uh, the news that this is going to be Danielson's final year full-time and that he's going to be fighting Zack Sabre Jr. at WrestleDream? Let's start with you, Bob. I'll start with the match. Uh, my brother sent me that at 7 in the morning this morning. I was like, wow, that's all, something awesome to uh, wake up to. I remember we were excited about uh, Forbidden Door when that match was originally announced, but then unfortunately he got hurt. Um, <clears throat> but th- it's it's going to be amazing just to watch, especially uh, those two um, in the ring. Uh, with regards to um, the retirement um, it's the wrestling business, so it's kind of hard to take uh, what people say when they want to retire. Um, some people want to go out on their own, and, and, and I guess if you feel like it's the right moment to do so, to spend time with your family, all the power to you. But uh, as, as we've seen with so many wrestlers in the past, you, that, that itch will always be there. Uh, so they might get back in the ring. So... Um, if it is true and he does want to retire, all the power to him. Maybe they could just keep him on as like, kind of like a special attractions kind of guy. Maybe two or three matches a year just to bring him out here and there. But, um, yeah, it, like I said, it's kind of kind of hard to decide. But uh, his matches are always so entertaining and amazing to watch. So it's like uh, we'll just uh, feel like it'll be more exciting to watch this, this upcoming year. All right. How about you, Adam? What's your uh, what your reaction to the news? Yeah, I agree. Um, he'll kind of have his own personal bucket list uh, for the next year, it sounds like. So uh, starting with the Saber match, uh, yeah, I'm psyched about it too. That's going to be badass. Um, yeah, uh, again, uh, you know, family first. I can I can respect the hell out of that. Um, you know, he kind of alluded to it. Uh, I heard his... Uh, when he, when they did the all out uh, media scrum, he kind of you know made a reference that he didn't know how much longer he was going to go and he wanted to spend more time at home. I think he's kind of transitioning. Um, there's a lot of talk, you know, that he's kind of taken over the collision reins now that our our good friend Phil Brooks is uh, sitting it out again. Um, so I, you know, he he mentioned at the scrum that he was going to focus on collision because it works better for his schedule with his family and everything so you know i think you know he could just be transitioning into a different role he could still help out without being on the road all the time maybe um just to have that guy around uh for match ideas and the train and, and you know all the behind the scenes stuff uh we've seen how he's stepped up as a leader in the locker room these last couple of years so um it's just a nice transition, and, and, you know, like Bob said, the wrestling business is certainly, you know, you, you, you take the retirements with a grain of salt, but uh, it doesn't look like he's completely closing the door. He just, uh, you know, again, I think that's a good thing. You know, like, I could totally see him coming out for a Forbidden Door-type show uh, on an annual basis. That That's his, that's his deal, so... 
Uh, yeah. Um, so it'll be enjoyable to see how he, you know, kind of checks off his bucket list the next year and uh, and stuff like that. And I look forward to seeing uh, what's ahead for him in the future. And you know, he's given so much to, to the business, especially to AEW these last few years. So, um, you know, all the best. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, they'll use him kind of as a special attraction here and there, match here and there. Like you said, Adam, they've handed him the keys to Collision, so he'll he you know he's the Booker on that show, and you know they'll probably retain his uh, his services to be a producer backstage, and you know just to have like a ro- a locker room leader and a creative force backstage, you know. Who be- what better person you, you know can you think of than Brian Danielson? None, not maybe, as far as I can. You know, maybe who see. better who better than Canyon? Maybe, but um, yeah, <laughs> he, could be, he could be like their version of uh, he could be like their version of what what Regal was supposed to be. I mean, so many yeah. people respect William Regal, and I mean Danielson the same way. You know, like he he could be just a. Uh, an on-screen figure here and there if you wanted to, or like you said, Booker in the back. But so many people respect Danielson. and um, You know, so it's like uh, he, he would be great just to have around. Yeah. Well, there's that news. And um, other news in the AEW land. It came out um, at some point this week that All In, uh, the the um, pay-per-view that emanated from London with 81,000 people in attendance. Uh, of course, it aired on pay-per-view through the usual channels, you know, Bleacher Report, Fight TV, all that kind of stuff. But that was not the original plan, as it, as it turns out. Originally, um, Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery, and Tony Khan were trying to get things going to the effect of having... All in be the first event to stream live on the Max platform. The uh, and they said that they were trying to do it, but they couldn't iron out a lot of the technical issues uh, that they had for it. So instead, it went to pay per view. But now they're saying that a lot of those technical issues that they had have been ironed out. So the rumor is that sooner rather than later. AEW is going to start running their shows streaming on Max. A lot like, you know, WWE has their events streaming on Peacock. So if you have a Max subscription, you don't have to pay for pay-per-views anymore. You'll have all those shows um, at your fingertips to stream live on Max. Uh, And the rumor going around is that the first event... May be Russell Dream, which which I said earlier is going to be October first. So yeah, I I always thought that this was going to be a uh, no brainer. You know, now that you know Warner Brothers Discovery is on board with AEW as far as the television contract and everything goes, now that they have their own streaming uh, service with Max. It seems like a no-brainer to have AEW shows stream on there to attract more subscribers. So um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? We'll start with you this time, Adam. Um, First of all, do you have a max subscription? And if you don't, will you get one if these AEW shows start? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes to which? For sure. Uh, well, I do not have a subscription, but I would certainly get one if that if that becomes official. Um, 
obviously the pay-per-views are quite a bit of money, so it'd be nice to save the money. Um, the other thing I was thinking of, um, I'm going to guess, maybe if, uh, if this comes to fruition, the Ring of Honor content would probably be streaming too. I would think so, yeah. So that that's cool. So, you know, you can go back and see all the old Ring of Honor stuff, the current Ring of Honor stuff. So that would put more eyes on that product and, and again, potentially on the other stuff. Um, and one of the, you know, one of the smartest things I think WWE has, has done business-wise in the last several years is is the uh, the network. It's, uh, again, it's a who's who it's uh, you know you have access to not just WWE but you know you get <clears throat> old WCW stuff you got all the other stuff that they've ECW you know all the stuff they own the the rights to and yeah you just throw on whatever you want and uh, watch it at your leisure and the, and the same with this all all the Ring of Honor content past AEW stuff um, and I think it'd be it'd be a real a real shot in the arm and you know maybe that would get more eyes on your product and again make it more affordable um you know the uh the other thing i i'm curious about as as far as this goes is if and when this happens um you know the i i've been hearing the endeavor deal is probably going to be closed soon and there's always the speculation are are they going to stay on the network or is endeavor going to be charging uh for pay-per-views because of course ufc stuff is not um streamed and well like it is, that right it is through uh espn plus oh okay they have a, they have so a deal can... they have a deal with espn for streaming oh okay so all right so but i mean again it's it's a big benefit for all the wrestling fans to make all the product affordable and easily accessible so it's uh there's nothing but good vibes on on this end as far as i'm concerned yeah how about you bob what are your thoughts it's exciting, um, just like Adam said. When when the WWE launched the network, it was something fun and exciting that came about. Especially having access to all the old shows. I mean, you and I still continue to watch old WCW pay per views or ECW pay per views. So I mean, just to have access to go back uh, for some people that didn't have the early access to the AEW shows, the early pay per views to go back and see some of those will be cool. And, I mean, such a huge streaming service like HBO. I mean, that's one of the big ones out there. You know, you got your Apple, your Paramount, uh, Peacock, and HBO is definitely one of the top ones on that list as well. So to have um, that as an option and to be able to watch this stuff like that, that's, that'll be very exciting and, and groundbreaking, especially for the, the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, like you said, Adam, I, I think now that, you know, they owned uh, the... Um ring of honor library they can throw all that stuff on there having the aew pay-per-views i mean it's a no-brainer you know if you want an influx of subscriptions just fuck like i said just do it that i mean wwe set the standard for it when they did their own network back in the day you know everybody was like oh shit you mean i don't have to fork over 50 60 bucks for a pay-per-view anymore all i have to do is pay 10 bucks a month sold shit i'll do it it you know we know it works just do it and i think you know from the sound of it sooner rather than later this is going to be a reality which is going to be awesome um that also brings uh another little bit of news before we get into the business at hand uh according to forbes magazine aew has officially now crossed 
uh, the value of $2 billion. AEW is worth $2 billion, considering it's only been in existence for, what, four years? Mm-hmm. That's not too shabby. Uh, like we all know, eight, or WWE was just bought by uh, Endeavor for nine billion dollars. So you know they're not up, they're not quite up at that level, of course. But two billion dollars is nothing to sniff at. And considering mm-hmm. the TV deal they have with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, um, what they just did at All Out, or at, I mean at All In. Um, the Ring of Honor, all this, you know, and if, who knows? I don't see them ever going public like WWE did, but the cons are rolling in the money, man. So that's that's surprising to me that I found out that they're worth that much. Um, were you guys surprised? Bob, are you surprised to hear that AEW is worth $2 billion? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I know they put on great shows, and I know they do really well when it comes to pay per views and, you know, um, selling tickets and merchandise and stuff like that. But I didn't expect, especially for a company um, that young, to be up in that billion range. Um, that's that's pretty awesome, uh, especially for something just came about as a, a dream between you know just friends and. And a bunch of supposedly just basic indie wrestlers that uh, didn't know what the hell they were doing. So, um, for such a young company like that to come about, that, that that's pretty that's pretty awesome. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, if you only look at the IWC, it's it's shocking information because you know CM Punk just left and they're going to die and, and they're going to last three more weeks and that'll be it. Um, you know, again, don't be scared. Uh, Tony just informed you WWE is still worth twice as much, or I'd uh, say four times as much. But, uh, yeah, the, that number kind of surprised me, too. I mean, I knew that I th- I was pretty sure they were making a profit. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of good buzz about it, obviously. But, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a ton of money. I think the only thing that hurts is uh, that they don't have their own, Jacksonville Jaguars don't have their own title belt anymore, but I guess they'll have to make their own. Yeah. Speaking of the IWC, a lot of people were croaking about this last, yesterday's episode of Collision, I guess, only had about 300,000 viewers, but, I mean, it's a Saturday night, you know? It's a Saturday night. This past Saturday or the one before it? Yes, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yesterday's. Yeah. But, you know, it's Saturday night. Now you're running up against college football. You know, it's, hey, I, what what else would, you know, be on TNT at that point on a Saturday night? You know, NCIS reruns probably. Young Sheldon and, yeah. um, <laughs> and, and, and the movie they've shown. It, you know, and then, and then all these people, you know, the week before, oh, they all tuned out when uh, they announced that uh, Punk got fired. And I'm just like, you know. Uh, even I, I, I listened, uh, and I heard, uh, I think it was Bischoff say, uh, um, you know, does anyone want to mention that WWE is doing a pay-per-view the night, yeah. uh, that night, you know, maybe they were tuning off to watch, uh, Payback that was on pay-per-view, yeah. you yeah. know, and you mentioned college football, uh, that was the opening weekend and yeah, again, uh, I, I was kind of worried about the time slot with Collision because, yeah, Saturday is is a, is a tough sell for uh, for any program really uh, yeah. that isn't 
anything like you know sports or the NFL or something like that. So I thought it was a rough time slot. I mean, obviously Rampage, same deal. That's on a Friday, and the numbers aren't great for that either. But it, yeah, and that's only an hour show too. But <clears throat> yeah, but, um, uh, but the, how the and Adam, you know how the TV business works. As long as you're pulling in a bigger number than what you would normally get, you know, in that time period, what's the fucking problem? So yeah, I wouldn't sweat it. So. Either, you know, ratings ping pong. I mean, you know, again, uh, everybody, you know, was all up in arms and about, uh, you know, all oh, punks leaving, so if they're going to drop to 600,000. Uh, the dynamite numbers are up this week. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't, I don't know if I buy that one. Um, don't forget what. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's not going to have an effect on their business. Again, we all know punk was the number one merch seller. Yeah. And, you know, he has a big fan base. I'm not denying that, but it's like, again, you know. Look at WWE over the years. Everyone, oh, Hulk Hogan left. Oh, they're going to go out of business. Oh, you know, Nash and Hall went to WCW. They're going to put them out of business. So they're still in business here. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But, you know, $2 billion. Just give me a fraction of that, man. I'd be be good with that. All right. Well, that was the news for this week. So let's get to the... Action at hand tonight. We are going to do what? What is this? The sixth installment of our trivia challenges. Be, yeah, I believe. Um, Adam, you are going to be trivia master tonight. So it'll be me against Bob. Bob is undefeated in these trivia challenges. I, of course, have not won a goddamn thing. And let's see if that holds true tonight. That's a good catchphrase, Tony. I like it. That's a good promo to cut to start this off. Nice. The, yeah. I'm, a, I'm ahead of Orange Cassidy then. You know, I have a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So. Then you can come out to find your way back by uh, Jefferson Starship maybe then. Yeah. Instead of Jane. <laughs> Instead of Jane. Yeah. I freaking love Jane, though. I loved that song before I used it. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam, you are a trivia master tonight, so let's... Have you taken away? What are the categories tonight? All right, gentlemen, your categories for tonight. We're going to start out with uh, a little thing I like to call the Mid-Carter Finisher Battle Royal. Okay. We're going to move on to Reigns of Honor. Uh, The next category is I Saw You on TV. We're going to make it a family affair and do All in the Family. And the last category is... Oh, hold on a second. I, is Name that tune, because we are going to hear some of your uh, favorite themes, but there might be a couple surprises uh, sprinkled in that weren't necessarily themes. We'll have to get your wheels turned in a little bit. Okay. Um, I think we're going to have a few laughs. And then, of course, there's your final question. Um, and I, uh, if it comes down to it, I've got a tiebreaker for that final question. So, All right. So, uh, in the words of Triple H, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Bob, are you ready? Which is the defending undefeated I champion. Um, mm-hmm. I will ask Dr. Bob... 
which set of questions he would like to tackle, A or B? Every time I pick a set of questions, I'm always disappointed with the set I pick, and then I want the other one. So um, I'm going to bat last in this one, so I'm going to let Tony go for first and uh, take A. So I'm going to go with B. All right. All right. Bob, are you keeping score? I just wrote it all down. I got it right here, gentlemen. Cool. All right. Tony, do you have a piece of paper for your final wager later? Uh, Bob obviously has paper. I don't, but I have a phone. That'll work. Yeah. All right. All right. So our first category tonight, Mid-Carter Finisher Battle Royale. I'm going to give you the name of the finisher, and you give me the name of the wrestler who uses said finisher. Okay. So, Tony, your first question for 100 points. Whose finishing move is the whoopee cushion? Uh, That was Doink the Clown. That is correct for 100 points. Bob, for 100 points. (laughs) Whose finisher is the slop drop? It was a tag... Well... It could have been a tag team because Godwin's used it, but if you got to go with one, it was Henry Godwin. That's the answer I'm looking for. And yes, I guess they did a double slap drop, didn't they? Yes. All right. I would have given it to him if he just said the Godwin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One. All right. For 200 points, Tony, whose finishing move was the write off? Oh. That was um, been in the news lately for a very sad reason, but uh, that would be one IRS, Erwin Arshayster. That is correct. Do you remember what it was? I think I do. Wasn't what? it a, a Samoan drop? What was it? It was like a running lariat. Like he would run and clothesline you, and his legs would go forward. He would be like, kind of like a jumping forward, running lariat. I would always use it in a wrestling video. Yeah, that's right. The write off. All right, Bob, for 200. Whose finisher was the trash compactor? (laughs) I feel like you're taking this back to the good old 90s. None other than my boy, Duke the Dumpster Drossy. That is correct. I believe it was like a, it was kind of like a sidewalk slam, wasn't it? You know, I don't remember to be honest. I'd have to go YouTube it. Sounds right though. All right, Tony, for three hundred points, whose finisher was the battering ram? Oh, that was uh, the Bushwhackers. Correct. That's right. They, he would shine up his head and. Yeah, that would. Yeah, it hurts just thinking about it, doesn't yeah. it? And then they go into the crowd and lick people's faces, and could totally get away with that today. Oh sure. <laughs> All right, Bob. For three hundred, whose finisher was the Gator Breaker? I was almost going to say Titus O'Neil because I know he was from Florida and he would always do the the Gator thing, but since we're stuck in the 90s here, I'm going with my boy Skinner. I think it was Skinner. 
It was Skinner. Yeah, knowing Adam, he's it's not going to be Titus O'Neil. <laughs> I was Skinner for Halloween. Damn it, one yeah. year that was great. Did you do the Did you do the cup? Did you spit? I did. You know what I did? Um, my mom took uh, the the uh, the paper off the Chef Boyardee container, and my dad gave me Hershey's chocolate syrup, and I I was spitting in it all night. Nice. A quick shout out to my boy Doug. He uh, he was a, he's a chiropractor in Ohio, uh, biggest Pantera fan I ever met. But he he would chew all the time, and we'd be in class, and he would just spit into his uh, his Pepsi can, and even during tests he would get up and spit in his can, and the teacher would always stare at him, and then he like lift his lip up to show the chew. It was funny as hell. That's awesome. <laughs> kind of like uh, Stan Hansen with that shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, for 400, Tony. Okay. Whose finisher was the chicken wing? The crossface chicken wing? Just the chicken wing. Just the chicken wing. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think that that would be Mr. Vanilla as fuck Terry Taylor, a.k.a. the Red Rooster. That is correct. Let's see. Well, what's the difference between... What was the difference between the chicken wing and the crossface chicken wing? I think the chicken wing was just a crappy ass armbar because he was vanilla as fuck. Backlund actually like got you in a grapevine, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. He'd do an arm thing, but he'd go. I don't think Terry Taylor did the uh, did the grapevine. I could be wrong, but you know he's so vanilla as fuck. I don't remember. Yeah. All right, Bob, for 400, who had the finisher called Down the Drain? I think, again, if I'm trying to go with your route, Down the Drain would have to be plumbing-wise. And the only plumber I knew was T.L. Hopper. So I'm going to go with T.L. Hopper. Is that correct? That is very good, yes. Adam's going gimmick heavy on these. Yeah, that's that's the theme. All right, let's see if you can finish the category off clean. Um, Whose finisher was called the Tidal Wave, Tony? The Tidal Wave. I'm guessing that was one of the natural disasters. Was an earthquake, so I'm guessing that was typhoon. Will we accept tugboat? Was correct. Well, it's the same guy. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Fred Ottman. All right. Yeah, Uncle I'll Fred. give it to you. Uncle Fred. Yes. Uncle Fred. All right. Let's see if you can make it perfect, too, Bob. Your $500 question, whose finisher was the crowbar? Was it just crowbar? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Since we're going gimmick heavy, crowbar, I'm going to go with the repo man. That is right also. Repo, repo, repo man. Repo man. You guys know your Russell crap. Congratulations! Nice. Do you remember what he? You remember what he did? Uh, he was like a golfer for a while or something like that, right? Wasn't he? 
Yeah, Hoop, when Barry he was WCW. Yeah. yeah. What the frick was his name? I think he did it in WCW for a bit. He did it in WCW, well, right? Was, I, I, I know he was the blacktop bully. I don't know about a golfer. What was, what he was, he was a golfer. I forgot what the heck his name was. I'm going to have to look that up. Because he, he was a blacktop right. bully, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, the many, the many gimmicks. I think, was, I think he was Mr. Hole in One. I think that was just his name. <laughs> I think you're right. The many, the many gimmicks of Barry Darso. Wow. All right. Great job, guys. Perfect scores all around. I'm proud of myself there, that one. Proud of myself. Hello. All right, let's move on to our next like category. Battle Royal now. Nice. Yeah, I kind of I went to the gimmick battle royal. I'm like, you know, first I was did a do finishers. I'm like, you know, what, I'm in it to see if you guys can remember these crappy wrestlers and their clever finishing names. And what you was, did not disappoint. What was the goons finisher? You know, I looked it up, and I don't know if he even had one. <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't find it. There's a couple. I looked up a couple, and I couldn't. Like I was looking up Arachna Man. Like they didn't have yeah. a name for his finisher. I'm like, okay, so I'm like, all right, I'm moving on. So, oh well. All right, your next category is called Reigns of Honor. So this pertains to uh, championship belts and and Roman reigns um, and Roman reigns and yes. Uh, well, like. Like uh, Roman himself, uh, these are about uh, record title reigns of a particular belt all right. from all companies. So uh, you do not have to guess the uh, the, the number of days, just uh, who the wrestler is who has the longest title reigns. So, Tony, we'll start with you for 100 points. Okay. Who has the distinction of being the longest reigning NXT women's champion. Who NXT women's champion. Mm. So many choices. But I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler. Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect, I'm afraid. Damn it. Bob? Your girl, Oscar. Yep. Damn it! Oscar Oscar went undefeated all that time, remember? Yeah, that's true. I totally totally forgot about that. The number is 500. She got hurt. Yeah, 510 days. Yep. Uh, Won it against Bailey and then had to vacate it due to injury. Damn it. Lost All right, the Bob. One hundred point question. That, that's not a good omen. I know it was a. Uh, I know we discussed it on our NXT show. So. Mm-hmm. I just, I just blanked on it. No worries. Uh, let's see how Bob does with this one. Hundred points. Who is the longest reigning TNT champion in, uh, in AEW history? Longest reigning, not how long have they had it for, right? Correct, yes. Like multiple is days? The, 
that the month the the longest reign in number of days. Yeah, you don't need to give me the number. Just the just the wrestler. Sing, single reign, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah not combined. Single. I think it's Darby Allen. Final answer. Yes, that is correct. He scared me when he said final. <laughs> <laughs> 186 days, uh, beat Cody for the belt, lost it to Miro, and then after Miro lost the belt, uh, it ping-ponged, and it's still ping-ponging, although Luchasaurus is coming close to the 100-day mark. Yeah. It's not his. Yep. It's Christian. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. The, fa- the father of the year, uh, it's his belt. He doesn't have any friends named Adam. All right, Tony, for 200 points... Who is the longest reigning ECW single reign ECW world champion? <sighs> longest reign for an ECW champion. La 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 la. Shane Douglas. You can cut the fucking music. That's correct. Nice. 406 days to be exact uh, winning it from Bam Bam Bigelow losing it to Taz he actually I think his reign before that was 300 some days like 350 so yeah. the franchise was called that for a reason so when he wore the uh, the big ass elbow pad I think right because he had he yeah had he had that injury all right, Bob, for 200 points, who is the longest reigning United States champion? And that goes all the WCW? way back to the NWA, you know, all incarnations. Okay. I think it was North Riverside's finest. Lex Luger, because he had it so many fucking times. I think he has the record for it, but I think there was one time when he just held it forever. That's my final answer. And that is a correct final answer. 523 days. Can you believe that? Jesus. Anyone want to take a stab at who he won the belt from? Was it Arn? No. Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes. Oh, wow. I was about to say that. Damn it. Okay. And he wound up losing it to Stan Hansen right here in Chicago. Yeah, that's right. I believe that was 1990. I'm surprised Luger got in the ring with Hansen. Yes. (laughs) All right, uh, Tony, for 300 points. Who is the longest reigning illustrious WWE European champion? The European champion. Hmm. Owen Hart. That is incorrect. Shit. Bob, do you have a guess? British Bulldog? Yes, Owen's brother-in-law, the Fuck. British Bulldog. Uh, funny the you British say Bulldog Owen Hart. Uh, what was that? <laughs> the British Bulldog is going to win whether he wants to or not. Yes. <laughs> he was the inaugural champion 
uh, beat Owen was. in the tournament. Uh, their tag partners. That was when they almost split, and Brett got the band back together. And uh, he held it for 206 days. Lost in England to Shawn Michaels, which added more fuel to the uh, already uh, burning hearts and uh, click fire. So um, there you have it. All right, Bob. For three hundred. Sorry, that was a nice ass belt. Uh, it had a lot of good potential, and they didn't do anything with it after a while. It was nice looking, sadly. Though. All right, Bob, for 300 points, who is the longest reigning Ring of Honor TV champion? There's a lot of people on that one. I'm torn between two. I'm torn between Nigel McGuinness and Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is correct. Nice. 567 days to be exact. Damn. Won the belt from Tommaso Ciampa and lost it to everyone's favorite neck brace wearing Roddy Strong. Can I say how bad Roderick Strong is on the mic? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I forgot how hey, bad Hey, generic he is. white guy. How you doing? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, but I guess he's living the gimmick in real life. Like someone was on a plane with him recently, and he was wearing the neck brace, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, Tony, this one's a little different. Okay. For 400 points. Now we know that Gunther just celebrated uh, passing the Honky Tonk Man as the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. Yes. So obviously Honky Tonk Man is number two on the list. Who is behind the Honky Tonk Man f- for number three, third longest reigning Intercontinental oh, Champion? Oh, Adam, why you do this to me? <laughs> um, shit. I'm trying to think, like, who had really long reigns with that belt? Um. The Macho Man. Well, this is not correct, Fuck. I'm afraid. Bob, do you have a guess? I got nothing on that one. You got to go way back to the 70s, where it was Pedro Morales. Uh. 425 days. Defeated Don Morocco for the belt, and then lost it back to him 425 days later. Boy, was Morocco patient. Yeah. All right, for 400 points, Bob, who is the longest reigning Impact World Champion? And we're talking 2007 to the present day. Kurt Angle was the first official TNA champion when they defected from the NWA. It started with Kurt Angle, and we're going up to the present day. Oh, so it's from when they separated from NWA, okay. Correct. The inaugural oh, champion shit. was Kurt Angle. Hmm. 
I got nothing on that one. Um, AJ Styles. Um, not too long ago, uh, this champion had to vacate the title due to injury. It was Josh Alexander at 335 oh. days. Oh, okay. The walking weapon. He but he beat Bob's favorite Moose, and yeah, as I said, vacated the title due to injury. Oh, that was recently. Yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah. All right, Tony, for 500 points, speaking of impact, who's the longest reigning knockouts champion? Well, as you probably well know, I'm well-versed in all things impact. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to guess this and say Gail Kim. Good guess, but incorrect. That's what I thought, too. But it is somebody else. Bob, do you know? Gail Kim was my answer, too. Um, Mickey James. Good guess also, but the actual answer is Taya Valkyrie. <clears throat> really? 377 days. Wow, that's pretty recent, too. Okay. Yeah, defeated Tessa Blanchard, and then lost it to Jordan Grace. Yeah, that's right. Because Tessa, Tessa had to lose it so she can get the actual impact belt. Yep. Alright, your final question, Bob. For 500 points, who is the longest reigning WCW television champion? Hmm. <sighs> Ranger Ross. No. <laughs> That's the one that Duggan found in the garbage, no? That was, um, was that that one? Or it might have been. Or was it a different belt? I can't remember. You could be right. Again, I go back. It's either Arn Anderson or it's Tully Blanchard. If we're going back like old NWA days, too. Um, Arn Anderson is my final answer. It's incorrect. Tully Blanchard was actually second longest reigning. Uh, Tony, if you oh, get shit. this, and even if Bob got it, I would have been amazed. So let's see, though. Maybe he'll surprise hmm. the shit out of me because I never would have gotten this. Really? Yeah. Um, longest running TV champ, huh? I'm gonna go with Regal. The correct answer is a man who defeated Baron Von Rasky for the title. Jesus. Before losing to Ricky Steamboat, it's a man by the name of Paul Jones. Oh, I Paul oh, wow. Jones. I remember oh, Paul Army. Jones. Uh, I remember him more as a manager and not as a wrestler. But. Yeah. Crazy. I just I would have thought Arn or Tully also. And he Duggan the uh, was the last TV champion, I guess. Yeah, that's where he finds it in the garbage. So he became that's champion. That's where he finds it in the garbage. 
which is ironic. I mean, I know Hacksaw is going through some health issues, so I won't crap on him too bad, but I'm still pissed he won the U.S. title. All right, let's move on to round right. three. This is Tony, I'm up 400. You're, yeah, you, you, obliter you obliterated me that round, so... I'm up uh, 21 to 17. Okay. Third category is called I See You, I Saw You on TV. I think this may be challenging also. Um, I'm going to name a TV character that this person played. You have to name the wrestler okay. who played the character. Okay. So, Tony, your first question is who portrayed the role of Jake Cage? You're not going to give us a TV show? I could. It may make it a lot easier. I mean, it... I can in this case, I guess. Jake Cage. Okay, do you want me to give you the show? See, I'm a little concerned about that because I think it, it, it'll give away some of them. Not this one, That's maybe. Fine. I'm okay with it if you are. Yeah, I would say if it doesn't give away the answer, then okay. that's cool. All right. And that, All that's, right. I'll I'll, that's for both I'll, of us, I'll, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll okay. rephrase it then. This this former world champion uh, okay. portrayed the role of Jake Cage on the CBS geriatric classic Nash Bridges. Oh. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Correct. What? All right, Bob. Unfortunately, <laughs> what's that? I said what? <laughs> this one I'm going to have to, unfortunately, well, yeah, I'm gonna, unfortunately, I can't give you the name of the show in this one. Uh, this, this former uh, world champion for both WWE and WCW uh, played lead character Randolph Hurricane Spencer. You joked earlier that something about Baywatch. And the only the only wrestler I know that was on Baywatch or Thunder in Paradise was Hogan. Uh so I'm going with Hogan. That's correct. That was the lead character in Thunder in Paradise. Brother. Okay. Tony for 200 points. Okay. This, this uh, former WW, uh, sorry, former WCW world champion uh, lit up the screen on TGIF as the character Francis Stachino Sr. That would be Vader. That is correct. Yeah. On Boy Meets World. I remember that. Yep. Very good. All right, Bob, for 200 points, this former AEW and WWE champion uh, can currently be seen on FX uh, portraying the character Ricky Rabies. In fact, you know what? I, I screwed that up. No. Um... The character name is Ricky Rabies, but it is not on FX. It's a, it's a, I believe it's on Stars. 
heals that heal show you. The only one I know that's on that show is Punk. I've never watched it, but if you said Stars heals, it's, it's probably Punk. That is correct. I, I got it confused. He's on that Mayan show, but he's just called yeah, Rick right, on that. <clears throat> so, yes, is that, that is heel correct. Show good? Is it any good? I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. Never, I've never seen it, but I heard I hear pretty good pretty good things about it. All right, for 300 points, Tony, this former w, multi-time WWE champion uh, portrayed a wrestler on the Drew Carey show under the moniker The Disciplinarian. Mm. Is that WCW? WWE. Oh, multi-time WWE, WWE champion. Disciplinarian on the Drew Carey show. Hmm. Is it Triple H? That is correct. Nice. All right. My name uh, is a disciplinarian. Uh, That was a very funny episode. I remember seeing it when it first aired. That show used to be really funny, and then it jumped a shark. All right, Bob, for 300 points, this another multi-time WWE champion plays the lead character on an HBO series under the character name Christopher Smith. I know The Rock is on that show, Ballers, but I think that they, I think that's Showtime. And I think Christopher Smith is Peacekeeper, which is Cena. It's Cena. That is correct. Nice it's job. called The Peacemaker. And I, I, I tried to tune in, but I couldn't see it. Ha <laughs> ha. I know, that's terrible. Okay. All right, Tony. Uh, This former WWE and WCW champion had an extended role in the illustrious first-run syndicated Lonesome Dove under the character name Luther Root. (sighs) They screwed him. They screwed him, the lousy bastards. It's Bret Hart. Yep. <laughs> All right. For 400 points, Bob, another Hall of Fame wrestler who portrayed a wrestler under a different name. This was on a comedy I find very, very funny. FX is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. This wrestler played the character name of The Maniac. That was... Scotland's own Roddy Roddy Piper. And that is correct for 400 points. Good job, guys. All right, Tony. This multi-time women's champion uh, was recently made an appearance on the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian under the character name of Koska Reeves. Hmm. 
That would be, well, some call her Sasha Banks, some call her Mercedes Monet. Um, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, that is either is acceptable and correct. Sasha Banks. All right, no, Bob. Sure you're in the whole category. <laughs> All right, this final question. Another multi-time for uh, WWE champion. Uh, the CW has had its share of comic book shows. This particular former world champion uh, made an appearance on The Flash under the name character name Adam Smasher, A-T-O-M Smasher, not Adam Me Smasher. I thought that was Edge. You think you know it, and you're correct. Nice. Edge played the Adam Smasher. Good job. All right. So where do we stand after three rounds? Uh, 36 to 32. I'm still up by 400. All right, we got a close one. This awesome. is where I flame out. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see how how well you know either real life or kayfabe family members in the wrestling business in the category all in the family. All right. I'm going to start you off, Tony, with a hundred dollar hundred point question. Who is Jerry Lawler's cousin in real life? His cousin. Um, hmm. Why am I blanking? I was all set to say Brian Christopher when you said, what is Jerry Lawler's <laughs> cousin? Fuck. Um, God damn it. Oh, man, why am I blanking? Shit. Um, I know this, but for the life of me, it's not coming in my head. Fuck it. Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. That is incorrect. Yeah, Sorry. Figured. We, run, they hate each uh, other we mentioned it. What's that? They hate each other in real life. Do oh, they yeah. really? Well, we mentioned him earlier in the show. I'm pretty sure Bob knows the answer. Baron Von Reschke. The greatest intercontinental. <laughs> yep. Greatest intercontinental champion. Oh, the honky tonk man. God damn it. Son of a bitch. Okay. All right, Bob. In the world of kayfabe, who is Eric Bischoff's nephew? <laughs> damn it. Eugene. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is correct. I couldn't stand him. <laughs> Another one that I, they could totally get away with today. Absolutely. All right, Tony. Again, this is this is real DNA lineage. Who is Hulk Hogan's nephew? That would be Horace Hogan. Correct. Good job. That and Bob, crap. conversely, for I, 200 I stood points. in line behind him at a grocery store once. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Where? I swear to God, I stood in line behind him. 
Is he? He's a huge over dude over here. Yeah, he's pretty big. In this, er- uh, in this area? No, we were in Vegas. Uh, we stayed oh, at the okay. uh, we stayed at the MGM Grand. Oh, sure, in right. Like 90, uh, 99 and WCW was staying there at the same time. Um, so yeah, I met a bunch of the wrestlers there, and Horace Hogan was in the grocery store inside the MGM Grand in front of me in line. And then when I got on the elevator, Conan was on there with me. Nice. He was bounty uh, bounty and rowdy rowdy. Did, did Horace pay for his own uh, groceries, or did Uncle Hulk pay for them? Or no, it he didn't was work by for himself. Brother? So I think he did. I think oh, he okay. did. Didn't work for Hulk, brother. Speaking of Horace Hogan, Bob for two hundred points. Who is his cousin? This is real life that is as well. Good old, good old Mike Alfonso. Uh, Mike Awesome. That is correct. Part of the reason Awesome showed up in WCW is, uh, believe it or not, his paychecks were bouncing. He was talking to his cousin on the phone about it, and so Horace is like, I can get you a job. So Hulk got involved and got Mike Awesome the gig. His, I don't know if he's thankful or not, or was thankful thriller. or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that 70s guy. Oh, Christ. All right, Tony. Speaking of uncles, <clears throat> can you give me the name of Hillbilly Jim's uncle? Oh fuck, Uncle um, <laughs> Uncle Elmer. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, Uncle Elmer. I'm very disturbed that I knew that. <sighs> Don't go messing with the country boy. Lord Almighty. The WWF Hall of Famer you're talking about right there. Who Uncle, Uncle Elmer? Elmer is? Or <laughs> Hillbilly? <laughs> Everyone else is in there. I wouldn't be surprised if Uncle Elmer's in there, except for, you know, a few select people like Demolition. Yeah. <sighs> Sticking with uncles, Bob, who is the uncle of Jacob and Eli Blue, our, one of our favorite tag teams of all time? I'm sorry, this is a kayfabe uncle. Oh, um... Storyline uncle. Fuck, what's his name? Uncle Zabakaya, which is Dutch Mantel. That's correct. (laughs) Uncle Zabakaya. I remember seeing him on Superstars and going, what the fuck is this? And why is Dutch Mantel subjecting himself to this? All right. For 400 points, this is actually real-life and kayfabe question, Tony. Okay. If, if you recall, uh, the way to get DDP over, in Vince McMahon's opinion, was to have him portray a stalker. And as uh, fate would have it, DDP had a serious stalking uh, problem with The Undertaker's now ex-wife. Can you name that wife? Just the first name. Her name was, used to be on his neck. Yeah, used to be on his neck. Uh, That would be Sarah. That is correct. She had the weirdest fucking bug eyes, man. That's what it said in the Russell Crap book. Yeah. (laughs) This bug-eyed old lady. She was was not an attractive woman. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Good job. Yeah. All right, Bob, this is, speaking of (laughs) Russell crap, 
for 400 points. This is a this is a Nick's storyline question, but what I I I think you got a shot at this. There was a story, brief storyline that Miss Hancock was pregnant. Who was going to be revealed as the father before WCW management mercifully stepped in and killed the storyline? Turner, I should say. Oh man. I think it was supposed to be Flair. Um Because David Flair was involved in there. Ric Flair's the answer. No, bro. It was Vince oh, Russo. Fuck. Oh, you're right. I thought it was Flair, too. Nope. No, bro. I was going to do it. Oh, Jesus. Thank God for standards and practices. Yeah, because I was along the same lines as Bob's thinking, because... David Flair and uh, Stacy. Yeah, they were together. They were actually together. Yeah. How that fucking happened, I have no idea. But I still ask myself that question on a regular basis. All right, rounding the category out. This is a kayfabe question, Tony. I need for you to name both members of the Beverly Brothers. (laughs) God damn it! I know. The Beverly Brothers, god damn. No. I know their finisher like fucking almost paralyzed somebody. Um, that was an awesome finisher. Yeah. Oh, the Beverly Brothers. I should have fucking picked this answer. Part A. He... I don't... Ah, uh, shit. I'm going to say, I don't know. Fuck. Hmm? Say it? You were about to say it? <laughs> Search with a B. Get it, get it. I know you got it. Bill and Bob. In the ballpark, but but on the warning track. Shit. All right, Bob. What is it? Bo and Blake. Bo Bo and Blake. Blake, Really. God damn it! (laughs) I knew they started with a B. God. That's like. But like, do it, do it. Yeah. I thought Bo was coming out. I didn't know about Blake, but I thought Bo was coming out of there. No, I I knew they both started with a B, but I just mm, shit. Okay. All right, Fucking Beverly Brothers. I like them. Uh, Managed by the genius. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember if he did poems for them or not. Oh, of course he did. They were, they were PWI like uh, rookies of the year or tag team of the year or something like that. Once that's how I remember hearing about them the first time. I think in the AWA, maybe right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bob, your last question. This is this is real life genealogy here. Put your dark side of the ring hat on because this was in an episode. Give me the name of Jake Roberts' half brother and half sister. I know this one. 
<laughs> now I'm blanking on the sister. <laughs> I'll give you a hint, it's that Bower Blake. I believe it's Rock and Robin is his sister. Yeah, and yep. the, the brother is uh, Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Good job. I, I wish I had your set of questions. I remember being at a WWE house show when he was doing the uh, I Got Blinded by Rick Martel's perfume gimmick. And uh, Sam, Sam Houston wrestled. Uh, Sam Houston wrestled uh, Martel, and so like Jake ran out to do a run to help Sam Houston, but he DDT'd Sam instead of Martel because he couldn't see. I remember that, and I remember going, "Who the hell is Sam Houston?" So, do you all right, during that meet, like Jake would point, and like the crowd would go nuts and scream to tell Jake that Rick Martel yep. wasn't that stop spot of the ring. <laughs> I remember that. All right, Good I am times. queuing up our uh, Name That Tune segment. I got the first one ready. What, what are the points at now, Bob? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, 47-41, me. So I'm up by six. All right, again, mostly these are themes, but I, they're all related to wrestling. So I'll just, and a few I'm going to have to cut off to increase the difficulty on a couple of them. So... All right, for 100 points, Tony, you ready for your first theme? Sure. It could have been the Bang Bang Gang. Yeah, the Bang Bang Gang. No, it was Cactus Jack. Or Cash Wheeler. Oh, um, yes, Cactus Jack is correct. That was one of my favorite uh, Attitude Era themes. That was a badass song. I think Terry Funk used it also. As Chainsaw Charlie. Yes, so I would have accepted that also. Yeah. All right. Let me get the next one cued. I like how how this one's in Spanish. I say Carlito's cousins, uh, the Colognes, or uh, what were they called? The Shooting Stars, or the Colognes, or the, the tag team. That's my guess. I have no idea. The shooting stars. Yeah, remember the colognes? They had like yeah. uh, Carlito's cousins. That's yeah. my answer. 
Primo and Epico. That is not correct, I'm afraid. Tony, you got a guess? Um, hmm. No, I don't. <laughs> Who is that? Ah, uh, well, if you recall, in the early 90s, Tito Santana needed a reboot, and so he became a bullfighter. That was the Matador? That's, a, that's El Matador's theme? That was the El Matador theme. Uh-huh. Huh. I remember uh, my dad and my mom grew into that song when he wrestled Ted DiBiase at a house show. Nice. All right. For 200 points, Tony, name that theme. How come I can't get that? Nineties. Um, crush. I don't know. Incorrect. Who was it, Bob? That's incorrect, maggot. I think that's Sergeant Slaughter. That is correct. That was Slaughter's theme? He used to come out to the fucking Marine Corps theme. That was when he was a heel. This is his I'm Reformed American. Oh, and he, come, he came out to it at the Gimmick Battle Royal, too. The fuck? Nothing, nothing, that song, nothing in that song screams military at all. It screams I'm a Reformed American after my missteps with Iraq. Reformed my ass. Jim Johnson re- deserves to get fired for that. Oh, he already oh, is. Be oh, be nice. Yes. <laughs> she whiz. <laughs> Rest in peace, General Adnan, by the way. As we know, we lost General Adnan this week. Yes. So. Yeah. I'm sure Saddam has welcomed him. Okay. Um, wow. All right, Bob, here's your 200-point theme. Sounds like the tough enough theme. <laughs> I'm going with the, the theme song for tough enough. That is incorrect. I think Tony might know it though. No, I was just I was just rocking out to it. You're just rocking out. Um, okay, well, maybe I don't know. Was that Corporal Kirshner? You know, keeping in the military theme that has nothing to do with the military. <laughs> no, that that actually sounds familiar. Was that? Um, that wasn't Shamrock, was it? 
No, bro. This is a way to shut up John Bradshaw Layfield from talking smack in the locker room. I'm going to create a tournament. Brawl oh, for all theme. The brawl for all theme. That's why it sounded familiar. I was close. I was close with tough enough. You were close, yes. All right, let me get the next one teed up. All right, Bob, this is, or I'll say, Tony, this is for 300 points. I have to find it. I found it earlier. Ranger Ross's theme. (laughs) (laughs) You're in jail. You're in jail. You're in jail. All right, this one, I'm going to have to cut off at a certain point or it'll be too obvious. So, Mm. let me see where my cutoff is. All right, ready? Mm hmm. You get three seconds. Nice. Chitanka? I'll let it play to see if you're right. Buffalo. You know what? I always get in a fight with people on internet group rooms because like they'll be like, "Oh, the legend Tatanka," and I'm like, "What the fuck is legendary about Tatanka? Like, he never won a fucking belt. There's nothing legendary about Tatanka." Oh no, he's he a legend. Un- no, he's not. He had that undefeated streak, but that was about it. So did Goldberg. <laughs> yes. He was also uh, teeing up the next one. Good, good call. Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Makes you want to dance, doesn't it? Buffalo. The All right, Bob. Here is your three hundred dollar, three hundred point. Name that tune. Coming at you. Rockabilly. <laughs> That's healthy smoke, man. Honky low? Honky low? What was the answer? Honky low? By the Honky Tonk Man? Not entirely correct. Was that Rhythm and Blues? You were correct with Rhythm and Blues. That was his theme with Greg Ham- Greg Valentine when they teamed together as Rhythm and Blues. Yeah, and Valentine he, dyed he his hair black. That's right. Valentine dyed his hair black, and Sherry Martell was uh, Peggy Sue. Jimmy Hart managed them, too. Yeah. All right. For 400 points, Tony, here's your next theme. This Hakushi. Final answer. No. Bob, you got this one. I make you humble. Oh, it's a late great iron sheep. Damn. 
That's actually incorrect. He was managed the by Sheik? the Iron Sheik. He was managed by the oh, Iron Sheik. Oh, the Sultan? Sheik, this is the, or did the Iron Sheik use this beforehand, maybe? Iron Sheik used that also. Okay, no. all right. Yeah, okay. Was it the Sultan? Yeah, it was the Sultan. Okay. It's before oh, he made a difference. Yeah. Made a change. <laughs> make I, I a think difference, Fatu. Was it after that or before that? Which came first? I think after that. I don't remember. Yeah, nobody gave you shit about make a difference, Fatu, so they... No one gave a shit about that's the Sultan next, either. That's our next... Our next episode, the money gimmicks and the Anoya family. <laughs> All right, for 400 points, Bob, here's your next theme. I'm starting to think you just make up. The natural born thriller. I have no idea. <laughs> Tony, you got a guess? Heidenreich. <laughs> I don't Man. know. Man. Ouch. No. It is former WCW tag team greats, the Hollywood Blondes. What? And Stunning Steve used it later on also. That's that right. Seems, that seems way too intense for the Hollywood Blondes. I loved that song back in the day. Wow. All right. Let me tee up the last one for you, Tony. All right. This one I'm going to have to cut off, too, but you'll get to hear a good portion of it before you make your guess. <laughs> I just see the the less express coming up the horizon. I'll be your hero. I'll be your hero. Where did they get this Michael Bolton sound alike? I have no fucking idea. Is this this guy who sang who sings all Billy Guns uh theme, My themes? <laughs> Got it all, cause I'm your hero. hero. Oh man! Well, I got I got it right, right? I got the 500 points from that shitty ass song. <laughs> God damn, that song sucks. All right, yes. Sounds like it all should right. be at the end of like a like a Chuck Norris movie or some shit. All right, you almost Here made on. me spit my water out on that one. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, here, here's, here's a classic for you, Bob, for 500 points. If it's not a Billy Gunn song, I don't want to hear it. Reading Rainbow? Is this an ad? Talk about a TGIF show, man. Jeez. Miller Boyette production. Listen to the vocals. There's no way to make this easy. And I know we've been through some good and troubled times. There's 
You guys are stumped, I can see. I've never heard a wrestler use this in my life. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Bret Hart on the WrestleMania album, Never Been a Right Time to Say Goodbye, his attempt at being a pop star. Wow. wow. I, I never heard that. You never had that album? No. Okay. You seem to be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> and him just doing spoken word over Isn't what, it what sounds like a Cindy Lauper song. Like, <laughs> all right. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, I so I went over in that entire category. Oh, and, you did. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So, Tony, you're, you are now up uh, 5,000 to 4,700, so you're up 300 on me. I'm fucking leading going into the final question? Holy shit. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. In the words of uh, Glenn Fry, the heat is on. So, you belong to the city. All right. <laughs> so, so, your final question for tonight. Okay. Um you got to make your wagers, of course. Mm-hmm. And the category is Bret Hart Pop Songs. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> the no, that one, that final question uh, goes back to Reign, Reigns of Honor again. Oh. And we're talking, we're talking the NWA uh, World Championship. Now, everyone knows the most total Reigns was Ric Flair with nine. Behind him are well. Should we give our two, should, should we give our bids first, or how do you want to do this before you? Is that what we usually do? Don't we usually put our put yeah our wager and then you do the question? Yeah. The, okay. okay. Um how how much am I how much am I in front, Bob? You're up fifty to forty-seven. Okay, so I'm up three thousand. Okay. 300. Or 300, I'm sorry. Um, I am going to bid... I don't know if you can see it. 500. Yeah, I see it. Okay. 500, okay. 4,700. I'm going big or going home. Oh, shit. All right. I got to defend my streak with honor. All right, you want to exchange a code honor before I read the question? I know where you live. Yes. Yes. There you go. All right. The final question. So, NWA <clears throat> world title reigns. This is from Orville Brown all the way to today with good old EC3. The most total NWA title reigns is held by Ric Flair with nine. 
two competitors are tied for second all-time with seven. Harley Race is one of them. Name the other man who has won the NWA title seven times. And remember, it goes from Orville Brown back in the 40s or 50s all the way to today with EC3. Okay. Hmm. Seven times NWA champion. Seven times. I have my answer locked in. I'm not quite ready yet. Hold on. Take your time. Thank you. See, I'm I'm going through it. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Okay. All right, I am going to... Since Bob is behind, I'm going to have my answer first. Yeah. My answer is Ain't I Great, Jeff Jarrett. Tony, your answer? My answer was uh, Luthez. All right. The correct answer was seven total title reigns. No. Jeff Jarrett was seven. I think Luthez has the most, like, the longest combined, but I yeah. think uh, he only had... Damn it. I think two or three times. Yep. I, keep, I keep on forgetting about those early days of, of TNA that they had the NWA championship and they were hot potatoing it all over the place. Shit. Oh, well. That was a very exciting round, or a very exciting game. Lots of back and forth. Congratulations, Bob. I humble you. Yes, you broke my back, made me humble. Uh, But that was a good. That was a good one. That's the closest I ever got to winning. So it was very good. Yes, thank you, Adam, for being uh, trivia master this time around. That was really cool. I suggest maybe next, <laughs> maybe getting Spotify next time you are. So we, you know, okay, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll download it for next time. <laughs> but um, and uh, I won't pick any more signs off the WWF WrestleMania yeah. either. Who else is doing shit like that? It was uh, who else was on? Who else was on that album? It was uh, the Nasty Boys, Big Boss Man. I had it on fucking cassette tape. Was that the one with uh, Coco Beware singing Pile Driver? No, that was eighties, early eighties. This oh. was like some horse shit, like early nineties. Okay, be dance music. It's I, I rem- had it. I remember my they- cousin. My cousin Rob bought it, and I. Dubbed it off him because I I didn't want to go to Kmart and buy it. Mm-hmm. I was too embarrassed, so I just taped it off of him, put it on the cassette. I remember they used to play the pile driver video all the fucking time on Superstars, and they were like all construction workers. I remember that. The pile driver, mm-hmm. the the standout of pile driver was Demolition. Yeah, that was a badass song. 
Well, like I said, Adam, thank you once again for being Trivia Master this time around. Um, it was fun. Congratulations, was Bob, again. Bob, you are keeping your unbeaten streak alive. Next time we do this, it will be my turn again to be... Tr- oh, is it your is it your turn or my turn? Who was, who was I, Trivia I Master I think Tony last goes after me, I think. But I think oh, it okay, is my... Wrong. Yeah, it is my turn, I think. So I'll be Trivia Master next time, and Bob will try to keep his streak alive against Adam, who... Is kind of half and half with he loses every time he goes up against Bob, but he wins every time he goes up against me. So <laughs> um, I'm chasing it. I'm I'm Lex Luger. I get some wins, but I just I just can't I just can't win the big one. Yeah. Well, that's the show for tonight, people. Um, but before we go, let's give you our match of the week picks. These are matches that will give you to watch in the meantime, in between time, before we get to you again next week. Adam, let's start with you. What's your match of the week pick this week? Uh, we were talking about the uh, the Reigns of Honor was one of the categories. I mentioned uh, Shane Douglas uh, versus uh, really any of those matches. that uh, Him against Bam Bam Bigelow, or I think it was Guilty as Charged, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 99 uh, when he lost the title to Taz. Um, so I'll go with that can't okay. go wrong with old ECW and again um, show, it goes to show in the right atmosphere uh, Shane Douglas uh, was a pretty damn good heel if used properly and Taz was a, a real badass uh, world champion so I'll go with that alright how about you Bob I like that match that uh, Nick Wayne and Darby Allen had the other day that was fun yeah um, that was pretty good so I'm going to have to watch it yeah <clears throat> I'm going to, Adam, I had a different pick, but since you put the Brawl for All theme in my head, I'm going to go with um, the, well, the the culmination of the Brawl for All at WrestleMania with Butterbean knocking the ever-loving shit out of Bart Gunn. And that's no exaggeration. Yeah. So that's my pick for match of the week. That was a really good dark side of the ring too. I thought that was the brawl for all one. Yeah, yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, Butterbean pretty much alluded that Vince paid him to beat the shit out of Bart Gunn. Yeah, because <laughs> they were all really... they, were, they were all pissed at him knocking out uh, Doctor Death. Well, you would have thought Jr. would have been the one who did that before Vince. Yeah, that was my, his boy, my boy, my boy. All right. Well, that's the show for this week. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening, and we also want to hear from you. Uh, two ways to do that. You can email us at EnhancementTalent316 at gmail.com. Again, that's EnhancementTalent316 at gmail.com. Or you could do what everybody else does, join us on Facebook and join our Facebook fan page. Uh, just look up Enhancement Talent on Facebook. Click that Join button and join the community. We have a bunch of fun there. Uh, people post news, memes, uh, jokes, wrestling uh, headlines, uh, poll questions, stuff like that. You guys will, you know, just it's a cool way to interact and be part of this Enhancement Talent community that we've grown in the 100 plus episodes that we have been with you guys. So again, go on Facebook, 
Look up Enhancement Talent and click that join button on our Enhancement Talent fan page. Also, wherever you stream or listen to the Enhancement Talent, click the join or subscribe button. Uh, That helps us out in the algorithm. It also uh, means that once we drop a new episode, you'll get notified automatically. You won't have to wait for us to reach out to you. You'll know before pretty much everybody else does. All right. So, for the Warsaw Blonde himself, Adam Kalavik, and for the other half of the Amazing Lopez Cousins, Dr. Bob Lopez, I'm Tony Lopez. We will see you guys again next week. Have a happy and safe week. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Good night. Packers suck.